I will never like cats. The musical. I also don't understand. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of great things about it. A lot of great things about it. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hey, me searchers. You're listening to the Me Search podcast, and we are your hosts. My name is Dustin Domingo. And I'm Crystal Tugatti. And on this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other, with friends, and with leaders in the community. And together, we'll unpack what it means, what it... <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> look, look, y'all. We are doing this without our, like, little intro script. Well, I don't have it in front of me, oh, so I'm trying shit. to do this. I'm trying to do this, like, off the top of my head and see if I memorize it, but I clearly don't. <laughs> we together will unpack together fuck important together, issues <laughs> important issues learn. What else? learn and unlearn what it means to be filipino yeah. through messy conversations <laughs> <laughs> hey oh my yeah, God. that's fine that's perfect that's perfect it's fine we're just chilling anyway guys yeah so, this is uh, a chill chill relaxed episode and yeah. in fact i'm trying to get chilled and relaxed a moment ago for like 30 minutes i've been trying to like figure out how to use my new laptop and um, i'm trying to learn how to use pro tools oh Um, my gosh so for those of you who don't know what pro tools is it's a it's a daw which i think stands for digital audio workstation Ooh, um, terminology So it's how we record audio and like edit it and stuff. And normally I'd used Audacity to do all of the podcast things, but I'm trying to learn how to do like music production. Um, So I purchased Pro Tools and I'm trying to (gasps) familiarize myself with Pro Tools. And actually, that's probably like a really good segue because, you know, we wanted to talk about like music and stuff. Yeah. 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 That's what we're doing today. That's what we're doing today. Music. Um, music. 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 Make some people come together. Yeah. <laughs> music. Music. Is a is a bourgeoisie. What, are, what bourgeoisie. is Madonna talking about? I. I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, I I don't know. I don't know either. whatever (laughs) so we're talking about music (laughs) but we're not going to talk about madonna even though she has been an integral part in the history of pop music yeah um we're going to talk about music today and we're going to talk about our relationship with music the history of music in our lives and whatnot and see where else it takes us because um if y'all haven't heard Dustin and I sing. (laughs) And also, uh, if you haven't heard us display such such a part of ourselves, feel free to look us up on Spotify. Oh, that's right. We have music together. Yes. Multiple songs. Yes. Look it up, everybody. Look it up. So, chitty check, check, check it out. Chitty check, check, check it out. Okay, so the question. Yeah, the the question question is... Tell me about how um, music entered your life, what that was like for you, 
what it meant to you when it entered your life. And um, let's start from there. Hmm. I feel like music has always been in my life. I honestly, the first thing that I can remember or the first thing that comes to mind as you ask me this question is mm-hmm. like listening to soundtracks mm. um, that my parents had as we like went on road trips and stuff. So there were like songs that were very much part of my childhood because they were just constantly playing in the background, whether or not we mm-hmm. were traveling or at home listening to stuff. Um, like as a kid, I remember we listened to this song called like La Bamba. <gasps> yes, La Bamba! Yeah, so we listened to that a bunch. You're and definitely then... soul friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and yeah. And then... Um, and then we listened to a, a bunch of like Nat King Cole and like mm. Frank Sinatra, um, like Rat Pack sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally love Nat King Cole. Um, he's like my favorite. I think he's like so much greater than Frank Sinatra, to be okay. honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't hate me, society. But I'm, <laughs> I'm team Nat King Cole. It's okay. like the, the texture of his voice is just like so mm. nice. Yes. And then we um, also had the karaoke machine, of course. Mm-hmm. So like I remember singing like Mona Lisa. Okay. Um, oh, cute. By Nat King Cole on karaoke. And Smoke Gets In Your Eyes. Like that was <laughs> like those kinds of songs like oh were very God. much part of like my life as a toddler and like a, a really young kid. Um, but I didn't like, like singing in front of people or for people for a very long Mm -hmm. time, just because I didn't enjoy being the center of attention, which is weird because I love it now, kind of. (laughs) 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 We wouldn't have a podcast otherwise. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but I mean, like, I guess to be serious, like it it took me a long time to get over like stage fright and Mm -hmm. I also didn't enjoy the feeling of like being made to perform. Okay. Um, so I just, I didn't sing for other people for a very long time. I enjoyed singing to myself and for myself um, ever since I could remember. Um, and I would like try to make up my own songs as I was Aww. growing up. The very first point in my life where I was like outwardly committed to singing i suppose and music um was like in elementary school and in middle school i joined um band Mm -hmm. in elementary school so i was learning saxophone the alto saxophone and like i was so small my fingers couldn't reach all the keys oh boy boy yeah (laughs) like i guess all the other kids like spend time practicing independently um because on the first day of like band everyone knew their scales they knew how to play their scales and i didn't know how to even like play my instrument so i was just like honking random notes and the and the teacher was just like looking at me like what is happening oh <laughs> i was so so embarrassed but like it's fine i like ended up playing saxophone all throughout like um, middle school and high school mm-hmm. and then i got an opportunity to join choir in middle school because I got a free period um, because I was able to take science 
in the summertime. So I mm-hmm. uh, got my science credits during the summer and I needed to fill in that extra period. So I, um, it just so happened that choir was an option. And I was like, eh, I already know how to play saxophone. Like music's no big deal. Like I'll just do choir. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really huge turning point for me, I think, because my instructor was really open and encouraging and like helped me push my like own boundaries i still like had a lot of anxiety about like performing another in front of other people but i really did enjoy my time in choir especially in middle school so i guess like shout outs to mrs brodeur she was like this japanese like hawaiian japanese lady who married a french guy so her name was like margie margie brodeur i gave her a shout out in my doctorate dissertation Oh, she was my like God, a really big sweet. part of my life. Yeah, she was a really <gasps> nice lady. And then in high school, I didn't really do much. Um, I, I had like two years of choir, but then, you know, kids are just really mean. And like, I didn't feel um, included in mm. choir. So I just felt like eh. I kind of fell out of love with it for a bit. So... I did do like marching band because I wanted to still do music in high school. So that was like the majority of my musical experience. I was I had like three periods of like band and then I had like after school practice. So I was really, really proficient at alto saxophone for a very long time. Wow. Um, I really should get back into that. I haven't touched uh, an alto sax for like years, but I was really proud of my progress in learning the sax, especially since... You know, my first experience playing the sax was not knowing mm-hmm. how to play scales in front of a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, in college, I wanted to get back into singing. So like YouTube became a thing and everyone was like posting covers. So I was posting covers. I learned how to play uh, the ukulele for so that I could be able to sing my own songs or sing along to like my own instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Um most of like the cool Filipinos, your husband included, Crystal, like <laughs> knew how to play like piano and guitar. And I was like, uh, I know how to play saxophone. And that's not like an instrument you can sing along to. Yeah. <laughs> so the next best thing was like, okay, maybe I'll learn how to play guitar because you just need to learn like chords. I tried to learn guitar, but like my fingers were just incredibly painful. It and is so painful. <laughs> it's hard. You have to like really invest a lot of time to like build your fingers up to a point where you can like, you know, play the instrument without discomfort. Yeah, bar chords, forget it. <laughs> oh my god, no. So the ukulele was like um, the next best thing. There was like four strings. I mean, it's not ne- the next best thing um, in general because, like, there's so much you can do with ukulele. But for me, I found it to be a really accessible instrument. So I was able to pick that up and um, I spent several years, like, developing my ukulele skills and got to travel um, and do shows with with that. Um, and how I found you. <laughs> and that is how you found me. <laughs> oh, I'm my like, gosh. What a, what a talented guy. Thank you. I want to collaborate with this guy. Oh my god, we should like okay, so let's talk about that in a moment, but like yeah, 
that was like a really cool point for me because I got to travel. Um, YouTube was a very different time, like yeah. back in like the 2000s. Like, yes, you really could do so much and reach so many people mm-hmm. without like huge production quality, like music or videos. It right, literally you could, be could an just independent be independent artist. Right, and it could the videos could just be you playing in your bedroom with a webcam on your computer mm-hmm. like the video quality could be really poor the audio quality could be really poor but like it was really easy to build an audience because people were invested in your growth yeah what a time so i was able to like build a pretty decent audience in youtube at the time so i was able to Again, do like shows and things, um, things that I might never be able to do otherwise. And like Crystal said, that's how we met. Eventually, I wanted to do more music with other people. So I did get to collab with uh, Crystal and other folks. In college, I joined some acapella groups. And then when I graduated from college, I started singing with other acapella groups. 44B is like what comes to mind. woo woo um, and we got to travel and do stuff. Y'all were awesome. Thank you. We got to, that was like the first experience where I got to like record an, an album um, and like original music. So that was really cool. And I want to do more of that. And my journey has taken me now here where I'm like currently um, performing with Philosophy, which is a subgroup of the Philharmonic. Um, shout out. Shout outs to the Philharmonic, which is a, a boy band comprised of all Filipino-American singers. Um, And they're doing some great things with being able to build a a collaborative of other Asian-American singers Mm -hmm. where we can, like, do gigs with each other and expand opportunities for other artists. So that's I'm really excited about that. Um, And I, I remind myself that with that work, the work that I do with uh, Philosophy and Philharmonic, it... I get paid for that work, so I'm like technically a professional musician. Yeah, and you are. I don't are. like think of myself yeah. as, as as that, but like doing my taxes <laughs> and like <gasps> having to put yes. in like all that stuff. I'm like, wow, like look at you, young me would have never guessed that I would Fuck be yeah. a professional musician. Fuck um, yes, yeah, absolutely, boo. Yeah, and now I'm trying to learn how to make like. Um, I'm trying to learn how to do like production and stuff. That's my next journey at the moment. And I'm very beginner at the moment. So it's been very um, frustrating. I've expressed my frustration to Crystal, but she's reminded (laughs) me over and over again to give myself grace. And that um, that helps me. So thank you for being a a chill friend. Oh, my God. (laughs) I am always here for you. And I, I hope you are so proud of yourself and your journey and where it's taken you to be a professional singer. I'm professional a professional singer. A musician. And soon to be professional engineer and producer here yeah. with what you're doing now. And I'm glad that we met through music and now we're here doing this. I know. Wild. Our journey together has been wild. I know. I know. And I am really just 
so honored to be on this podcast with you. I tell you all the time. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not all the time, but I, I've i told you and I yeah. feel like I don't tell you enough. Oh, well, thank but, you. Um, And I love singing with you and I love doing music with you. We've done performances together. We've recorded together. We got stuff on YouTube and the Spotify and I can't wait to see what you're going to do next with your music. You know what? I really have you to thank for a lot of my musical growth, especially in the last like 10 years. Like since Aww. I met you. Oh, boo. Because you had pu- you've pushed me to like learn new things and like I've aspired to Aww. develop my skills to the level that you are at as a as a singer and as a musician i'll give everybody an example <laughs> crystal and i like got together to like do a cover i think it was like a bruno mars song <laughs> yeah right? yeah so we um after that we started hanging out a lot and then she introduced me to like other musicians and like glenn who was her vocal coach at the time who has mm-hmm. also been on the podcast as a guest and like through glenn and you, I met your cousin, Kirsten, who, like, I've also, like, uh, recorded music with and sung with, yes. like, a lot. I met uh, Grayson, who was also on our podcast, Grayson Villanueva, who was part of 44B. Yes. Through 44B, I met the guys from Philharmonic. And because of that... I'm able to like do gigs with them and philosophy now. Yeah. It's just so wild how all of that has led me to you have led me to this point. Oh no. You really have. I don't think <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing without having met you, to be honest. Aww. Like, you really are, like, that point, that person in my life that has, like, changed a lot of things. Oh, my God, boo. <laughs> I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, thank you for saying that. But I, I, I do believe that your talent would find some way, if I weren't around, some way to get to people. Because mm. your voice is just so beautiful and i hope you you cherish it and honor it and continue to share it because your voice is just really just mm. oh thank you yes so i mean like perhaps that might be true but i'll also say (laughs) that um you really have like played a huge part so i guess like regardless if i didn't know you or meet you i'm sure I would probably be doing music in some capacity, but you're a huge reason why I'm doing the specific things I'm doing now. And we're making this podcast. Oh my God. Yes, we are. When did music like pop into your life? Like we've talked about you doing performances and like whole ass sets at family parties as like a (laughs) seven-year-old or whatever yeah um but like even before that what was the thing or the moment that you remember like music entering your life so um the first 
instance was watching a Coast commercial after dinner. <laughs> Coast the radio yeah. station. You could coast okay. the radio station. Um, and it was after dinner. Our house wasn't remodeled yet. We still had brown ass like carpet and like these green couches. I remember sitting on the floor and this Coast commercial comes on and Whitney Houston has, you know, a portion of her I Want to Dance with Somebody uh, music video as as mm-hmm. part of the montage, the Coast 103.5 montage of what they play on the station. And I was just in fucking awe. I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, I want to do that. I want to do what she's doing. So my uncle Tito, who lived with us at the time, was like, okay, well, we do have a karaoke machine. He fired up the karaoke machine, gave me the mic, and I just, I couldn't stop singing at that point. (laughs) Just like, give me the goddamn mic. This is all I want to do all the time. And then maybe this came first. Uh, I really don't know. Anyway, so um, my mom would leave for work and I would get really sad when she'd leave. I get really, really, maybe this happened after. I get really sad and um, I remembered that, I remembered a song and I also remembered that my mom had this recorded on uh, a blank cassette, you know, and uh when we when they used to sing karaoke, minus one specifically, and she used to sing all by myself. Oh. And, and That's I was a good like song. Yes. And so I was like, oh my God, all by myself. And then I would listen to my mom's uh recorded karaoke session of her singing all by myself because it would give me some comfort. One, to hear her voice, and two, because the words expressed exactly how I felt as a little three-year-old. Like, I'm all by myself. My mom is gone and I miss her so much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sophisticated. <laughs> oh my god. I I was one hell of a kid. <laughs> I had a lot of feelings and a lot of thoughts and just, you know. Anyway, so yeah, and and it dawned on me that like, oh, this song really does encapsulate and uh, really accurately speaks on how I'm feeling. And then I, I realized, without realizing, of course, that music and lyrics are so powerful and connects us in, in a very magical way. And then, um, you know, then I, you know, my family realized that, like, I was always singing and that I love singing. And then that turned into, like, okay, performances. But I didn't really necessarily want to perform. Like you, I kind of just wanted to have this be my thing. Um, Started off singing with my backs to everybody (laughs) or my back to everyone. Eventually finding my way facing everyone and loving loving the element of performance. Um. Even in the times where I didn't want to, there was always a moment where like, oh, you know what? This is cool. Like, I I fucking love singing and I love performing. 
and uh, did choir in, uh, you know, in college, no, in elementary school and found theater in um, also elementary school, but like really, really like theater, theater in high school and musical theater specifically. Godspell was my first musical theater uh, production that I was part of and having the two melt together acting and singing and also finding the power of acting i spoke about the sorry i keep burping i <laughs> okay. you guys got that did you have dinner no i haven't but i'm drinking a, a la croix a la croix <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i just you know there's just so fucking powerful like what music and theater can do and also the writing aspect something that i i love to do was write poetry as a kid and also write in my sad little journal <laughs> my diary my my um my what spotty dotty my spotty, spotty dotty that's what San you call your journal it was a a, a character san rio spotty dotty oh wait yeah what animal is spotty dotty it's a little Dalmatian oh with God. a little bow. <laughs> I think I remember who that is. Yes, yeah, Spotty Dottie. Spotty Dottie needs a little bit more light since Sanrio has made a resurgence. Anywho, uh, I also love doing poetry. One of my poems um, in fourth grade ended up in a little anthology. So I was like really excited about that. But, like, just that the idea of, like, writing and also listening to Mariah Carey hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on end. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling Michael the other day because I've been revisiting uh, the Butterfly album and I'm like, God damn. Mariah Carey was, like, my fucking hero. She truly was. And I hate that because Hero is one of her songs. Yeah. <laughs> but um she like listening back to like the the detail of her um her production and uh her background vocals which mariah carey was the first artist who made me take notice of background vocals and not to say that i'm any good at background vocals and harmonizing because i fucking suck at that but listening to her music just made me see how you can one paint a picture of like a scene and two like the choices of like harmonies and like layering and and how you can make that into like a feeling just background vocals I was just like why do I feel this way and like I Something specifically Mariah Carey, I notice, is that she really likes to do those, like, lower octave background vocals. And I was literally obsessed with that. So, um, I would try to sing really low. And, like, (laughs) I'm like, this is so cool. And I just, ah, yeah. And then it just carried on into college and, oh, my God, but let me tell, I, okay, a story. So, Um, ending high school, I, I, I wanted to do music so, so bad. I didn't know 
how to get started. I I think I mentioned this on another podcast episode where I was like, I asked my mom if she would like pay for these like recording sessions. To make a demo. (laughs) To make a demo. And I sang like fucking Shania Twain from a laser disc background. (laughs) You know, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know. I just like needed, I just knew that I needed to do something. And, um, I, once I started driving, I was like, you know, I think I need to like gig and stuff. So back in the day, y'all, we didn't have navigation systems on our phone. Oh my God. Yeah. I looked up every fucking coffee shop in like Orange County and I... I bookmarked them and I like wrote down their addresses and I think I maybe map quested it like and I would hit up these like cafes and ask like the people working there like do you guys do open mics? (laughs) Did you go there physically or did you call them? I physically went there and then I also because I couldn't get every single coffee shop I would just drive and drive around and around looking for coffee shops and just like asking them dang you are a hustler i was a fucking hustler (laughs) because i did i also did uh, a bunch of coffee shops too when i was like in college but i did not put in that level of like work i think i just got rough referrals from folks Uh they're like hey this place does open mic i'm like okay cool (laughs) but i like did not I'm so impressed that you, like, went through, like, an entire directory of, like, coffee shops and did the outreach. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, like, I just drove and drove and drove. I I, I, I forget that I, I did that. But, like, I, like, fuck, after school, senior year of high uh-huh. school, like, early early college, I would just fucking drive. Well, how many gigs did you get from, like, all that hustle? Maybe, like, two or three. <laughs> but, like, how often did you perform there? Um, I performed at Mc- – oh, maybe this was college, early college. Um, I performed at McLean's in Fullerton once, and I also didn't know any musicians, so I literally – Ask some random person on Craigslist to oh, be my guitarist. You met a stranger on Craigslist? I met a... Look, I was a fucking fearless you got, girl. You did what you got to do. Yeah. And I also was not aware. Like, going to the beach the night before my birthday as a teenager, like a little 16, 17-year-old at 11 p.m. to just think by myself is not that safe. <laughs> Yeah, somebody <laughs> get that girl. But I just, you know, like I, fuck, I've always been a little passionate, little fireball. <laughs> I admire that. Thanks. Um, but yeah, I uh, got McLean's random person from like up north who like took a train <laughs> to like play for me, bro. That they were probably also hustling. They're like, I need to get gigs. Yeah, dude. This person and, like, needs an instrumentalist. My dude, he wasn't. He didn't really know that many chords. Oh, oh, <laughs> and that okay, oh. and like me saying he didn't know that many chords must tell you a lot about like what that whole gig was like. <laughs> <sighs> 
how did did you know they this person didn't know how to play no i just trusted i just you know i'm always i'm always giving away my trust until i can't trust you I, I guess I'm just curious, like, how did that, how, how did that <laughs> conversation go when you're like, this is a set list? You good? <laughs> he, he's, I think, I think he was like, oh, I don't know how to play this. I don't know how to play this. I don't know how to play this, but I can play this. And so I like, I think I had to learn Angel Baby. Angel Baby, my angel baby. So I had you to- had to learn songs for him. Yes. So ah. it was just like a fucking hot mess. And then I started gigging regularly at Starbucks in Long Beach because a friend of Patrick played guitar, thankfully, and he would always hit up this Starbucks like, hey, uh, I think my friend who sings there, he's down to like let you sing a couple songs like during his break. I'm like, fuck yeah. So I was singing at Starbucks on Thursday nights um, pretty consistently. And that was awesome. I also sang at Banana Bay. Ooh, Banana um, Bay. Be- yeah, because shout out to Jesse. I was – this is like – Banana Bay was like my first, first gig because uh, Jesse – uh, talk to the band. He's like, my friend can sing. I think this is how it happened. And then, so I sang that night. And if anyone knows, like, singer-songwriter Ernie Halter, he was one of the first members of the Banana Bay Band. Wait a minute. You performed with Ernie Halter? I didn't perform with him. I performed after him with okay. his band. With the band that, but you, that like, backed him up. You guys, like... We're in the same yes. circles. Dude, yes. I love Ernie Halter. I yes. love Ernie Halter. Ernie Halter is so good. And then it's so crazy because also Michael knew Ernie Halter because he was in the singer-songwriter circuit. I'm like, oh my God, fucking full circle. This is so crazy. I'm wait, <laughs> I didn't know this about <laughs> you guys. I'm tripping because like I used to I used to follow Ernie Halter's like stuff. He has this song. Sorry, just real quick. No, you're he has fine. a video. Of him singing, um, whisper. <laughs> no, no, no. It was it was a it was a song where he was singing along to like he was playing percussion on um, a washing machine. Oh shit! Ain't no sunshine. Oh my god! Oh my god! Do, do you know that, that video song. I'm talking about? No, but I should check it out. Oh Dude, my god! It's Ernie so Halter. good. I'm gonna like find the video and then insert a little clip here. Insert clip here. Oh my god yeah so i like i was just and then i was part of like this like um (laughs) my friend who had a friend who was like an aspiring like record producer he started his own little like um like crew production company midnight angel records 
Records. Midnight Angel Records. <laughs> and so I was one of his artists, and that was like, that was a whole thing, but it was my first time recording an original song. What was the name of that one? Love us once upon a time. Fuck, what's it called? Na 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 na. I don't remember. I don't remember. I have I have the CD and I'll send you the track when okay. I find it. Okay, okay, okay. At my mom's house. <laughs> just like so many things, boo. Like I just I've music really has been such a huge huge part of my life and it's always I guess it's like the fire. It was the fire that started and has driven me in my drive, <laughs> mm-hmm. like my passion for uh, storytelling, and you know, I, I continued to do music. I pursued it. I dropped out of school so I can do music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I just, I hustled. Like I, I busked with Michael. I, I've done some incredible shows. I've recorded my own album. I brought my writing together, you know, with that. I wish I could play instruments a little bit better. Um, but like, yeah, just like music led me also to acting, you know, Mm. because theater and now that's what I do. And, um, yeah, music still is, is such a important part of my life. I may not do it as, as, much as I used to, and it's not in the forefront of my art anymore, but, um, it really has been the, the, uh, I think it'll always be like maybe the lighter fluid or like the, the spark, um, into understanding humanity, Mm -hmm. understanding our feelings, (laughs) Um, feeling like we're not alone, uh, the importance of storytelling. It's just been such, a um, a huge piece in my life. And, uh, we became friends because of music. It's just like, God, music is just music, yeah. man. It's heart. It's love. It's just, um fuck this podcast would not exist yes (laughs) oh my god absolutely and um yeah so that's that's been my journey and um yeah i appreciate music and i appreciate uh i appreciate all the the ways that it it can move in our world and through people even the music that I like absolutely fucking hate. It's like it's touching someone in some way. I don't fucking like it. <laughs> I will never like cats. The, the musical. musical. I also than... don't understand. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of great things about it. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of, of really things? great things. <laughs> There's a lot. Okay. There's a lot of really okay, great okay, things okay, about sure, it. Okay, 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 sure, 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 sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. But okay. all together, like individual parts, the very, <laughs> the very individual parts of Cats the Musical. <laughs> if you look at each sliver, it's like, wow, that thing is amazing. The 
the dancing, amazing. The vocalists, amazing. amazing. Sure. The costumes, sure. amazing. Each song, wow, that's very cool. All together, it's like, <laughs> what it's like, does this mean? <laughs> why are you doing this? What I get it, about? but also, no. Yeah, okay, yeah. I. You're very kind, and I will, yeah. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying, but I still have an immense hate for it. (laughs) (laughs) I have a final question pertaining to album. Like, what's the album or the single that you feel like is a huge game changer for you in your journey as a musician? Aside from like that first Whitney Houston moment, Mariah Carey, um, probably Dream Lover. I feel like Dream Lover one is a fucking jam. Two, I just like, I just loved the music video, and I was like, oh my god, this is there is something about this music video that is just making me feel some kind of way. Plus, like the song, it's just like it's just like the complete package of like dream lover Mariah Carey's like this beautiful like woman just like in the fields like with flowers is this, you know is that and, the one where she's like dream lover come mm-hmm. rescue me yeah that was a good song and it was song. also I think it was also this song that made me feel confident about how I can play with my voice mm. and that I'm not I can do cool things with my voice like there is this there's a moment at the like towards the end of the song where she's um she's going up in her it's not totally her whistle register but it's Mm -hmm. her head voice it's pretty high and i was able to hit that that um note as a kid and I think I was just like singing with some friends because we were like, oh, dream love. I love that song. And we're all just like singing it. And then I did a, Ooh! and then everyone's like, whoa. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So um, it's hard to choose because, you know, like Mariah Carey really, like, she is like the artist that I feel uh defined my taste and like my really opened up my ears to like production and mm-hmm. um just the play that happens that can happen within music and within a song that is like intangible but tangible at the same time if you know what i mean mm-hmm. when i think about art it's like oh there's like a canvas or whatever it's like She's the first artist that made me see that music the music can have a canvas and you can paint all over it however you'd like. Mm-hmm. And the and the possibilities are endless and like just like manipulating the voice and just yeah yeah. I think Dream Lover was like the song that Mariah Carey made me open my eyes to like what music can be. Yeah. What about you? Mine is Stripped by Christina Aguilera. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Okay, so, like, at the time, there was, like, Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears were, like, the big, like, 
mm-hmm. pop girls of like the 2000s. And then there were so many people who were like, oh, yeah, I much prefer Britney Spears. If I had asked, like, why, their response was always to do with, like, her image or, mm-hmm. like, her songs being sing-alongable. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, that's why I don't like Britney Spears over Christina. Like, mm. if I go to a show, I'm not necessarily there to sing along. I want to appreciate what she can do. So it really forced me to think about, like, that album in particular, because I thought, like, oh, this is much better than, like, her debut album. Uh-huh. It made me think of why I enjoyed her music over other artists. And it really uh-huh. had to do with, like, her ability as a singer, as a vocalist. And uh-huh. it made me think of, like, how somebody's, like, voice could be an instrument. Yes. As opposed to, like, this person is an entertainer and not Mm -hmm. to say that people whose careers are built off of like being a whole package entertainer, like a Jennifer Lopez type of person where like you really put on a show, um, you sing, you dance, you do like so many things. Like I would love to be at a show and just listen. Like I would be completely content going to a show and just listening to someone sing and like Mm -hmm. that album and, and, having those conversations around that album really got me to think about what it is I like about the act of singing. Mm. Mm. Also looking back and like listening to the songs, I agree with folks who don't like Christina Aguilera for all of the vocal acrobatics that she does. But like it is all of that stuff that she does that makes me appreciate what it means to be a singer because you can pull that back. Yeah, for sure. If you can sure. do all of that, then that's just extra stuff in your arsenal of like things you can do as a singer. And, and contextually, then, yeah. during that time, like we just came out of like, you know, the 90s where we had Boys to Men and Wanye yeah. and like all of these incredible. And Mariah Carey had like a and Mariah single, Carey. every single year. Yeah, yeah, just like riff, 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 riffin', 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 riffin'. Yeah, and so it, it makes sense because I don't think, I don't think at the time, well, I I personally didn't have any conversations about how like she riffed too much. I think yeah. it was only in recent years where it's like, oh my god, Christina. Like even for me, I'm like, girl, okay. Like, totally but at the time, yeah. I was like fucking obsessed with that album as well. Yeah, it was a good one. It was, yeah. it was a great pop record. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure it won some Grammys. So. Yeah. And it was like her her big uh, it was like statement. An F, of- it was an F you to like bubblegum pop as well. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. So many hits on that album. Yeah. Anywho. Thank you, everyone, for enjoying this conversation with us. <laughs> yeah. Music. I hope music uh has offered everyone out there some some sense of healing or some sense of community um because i for me i think those are the two things that it has offered me um yeah yeah how are, are there anything maybe a couple words uh that you'd like to 
maybe speak on as as like what what is your takeaway from music or what has music music given you Mm. music has given me an outlet for emoting and feeling emotions Mm. just like how smells can take you to a specific place in time Mm -hmm. i feel like songs can do that for you too like i can listen to a song and really get to a place where i'm like in tears and like that's really the beauty of this particular art form or of art in general like really good art regardless of the medium can make you feel emotions and a really good singer and a really good like um a really well produced song will be able to get you to a place in your emotions to feel something mm. yes yes word cosine period per 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 all right y'all we <laughs> love you don't forget be a me searcher follow us at me search podcast and check us out online at me search podcast.com and as always we're gonna get to the bottom of things this is me search folks Woo! Woo!